Hello and welcome to Cruising Through History. My name is Xander. I'm sitting here with Scott Cruz. Scott, where are we cruising through today? Well, Xander, I thought I would talk about the lost colony of Roanoke. Oh, so like the classic story, you know, overnight just gone, that one? Yes. And it's what I think we'll find as we talk through this is it wasn't quite as, to me anyway, it's not quite as mysterious as I think people make it out to be. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I remember hearing all the story. All of them are just like, they were there one day and then nothing. Like, right. seriously, nothing. And no one is able to figure out what happened. A lot of people think could have been native tribes, could have right. been some freak disease, like right. something like there's, that. There's a lot of speculation, as you probably guessed, <laughs> on the fate of the colonist. And I think what feeds this is the fact that they never found any graves and they never found any skeletons. Now that doesn't mean something didn't happen to them, but maybe it didn't happen to them in that spot. So the background to this is this was actually the colony that became known as the lost colony was the second settlement there. It wasn't the first one. And Roanoke Island I know there's a Roanoke, Virginia. That's an inland city. But the Roanoke Island is actually off the coast of what is today North Carolina. And in those days, it was part of the Virginia's plantation, as they called them. And Sir Walter Raleigh, actually, that was his plantation. And he had until like 1591. He was given it to like in 1584. So he had to like 1591 to establish a colony there or else he would lose his rights to the land. So... They sent out this expedition that just explored the area. And what made it a little tricky was the Spanish were all actually exploring that area as well. So in 18, 18, sorry, 1585, you get this what's called the Lane Colony. Ralph Lane was the governor of the colony. I mean, governor sounds pretty majestic, but there were only like about 30 people that settled it. Mostly it was a military garrison. It was mostly soldiers that settled it. Um, but of course... As every as as is a common theme in colonial history, there was some tension with the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. What the English didn't know is when they got there, the Cro- the Croatoans, who were a tribe, and the Sikatans, who were a tribe on in, in inland North Carolina, I'll just use that phrase, <laughs> um, were at war. Oh, so the tribes were at war. Yes. Okay. So they got kind of like they didn't know that, and so they got kind of mixed up in that. Um, what happened was one of the ships, and this is the first one time, the first attempt at settlement, one of the ships uh, was grounded and got nearly destroyed, which meant a lot of the provisions got destroyed. Well, you have this colony, and now the prov- half the provisions are gone. So you sort of have to rely on the generosity of the locals, local people, to help you out. And I think this led to tensions between them. And so uh, there were hostilities, skirmishes, and, uh, and then, of course, when the, when the English came, epidemics sort of spread through some of the villages. Mm-hmm. And, of course, some of the Native Americans thought that, attributed this to sort of supernatural forces being released by the English. Oh, okay. So now you're having all these cultural clashes, and they haven't even been there for like you know three months. <laughs> so not only is there a war between two different tribes, the arrival of English settlers 
there's conflict with uh, Spanish settlers trying to establish. No, there were no, there not were, yet. Not or, Spanish settlers, but the Spain had explored the area, so okay. they sort of claimed it as their own. Oh, so it's a different area, like level of conflict. Yes, yes. Okay. So there was always a fear the Spanish would come, mm -hmm. but they sort of never did. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because there was always that fear. But the fear is there. They're half half on food. There's a lot of stuff that could go wrong. Right. A lot of anxieties. Right. And so I think fear is always a terrible thing because it makes people do dumb things. <laughs> and I think you see this a lot in these... And it's not just here, it's in all these other narratives you hear. And so, you know, they had these skirmishes. They end up uh, actually killing the chief of the Sikatans. The English settlers do? The first ones did, yeah. And put his head on a spike and put it in front of the fort. Because they built a fort on the north side of the island, this Lane guy did. That doesn't sound too friendly. No, no. So finally, I think everyone's had enough. And so they're running out of food. They're having all this war and... Guys are ready to mutiny because they're like, well, that's not what we signed up for. So a ship came by, and they decided to evacuate. They said, this isn't really worth it. And so they sailed back to England. They left like 15 men behind who, ironically, they disappeared too. <laughs> so I'm guessing, though, they may have been killed in a skirmish because there was a skeleton found at the time. Okay. So, this, so they sailed back to England. Ralph Lane makes his report to Walter Raleigh. But Raleigh's like, well, you know, where did you land? Because I think there's also confusion here because Raleigh wanted them to land in the Chesapeake Bay, not where they landed, which is north of Roanoke Island. It's in Virginia. So, so he decides, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try a second time. But this time, instead of sending a military garrison, we're going to send civilians. We're trying to make it a civilian settlement. Okay, so the military one, rife with conflict, not <laughs> exactly. a lot of food, order exactly. was not so great. Now they're just going to be like, you know what? I think citizens are the right solution here. Right, and the thing, I, and I really talked about that first one because it kind of sets up the what's going. You know, it's it sort of sets up the second one, and and what happens is so they're. So because of the hostilities that happened with the local people, I think Raleigh said, no, we want you to go to Chesapeake Bay. So they, this time, they're civilians, and governor, the governor is John White, and his daughter and son-in-law go with, too. Elizabeth Dare, and I can't remember her husband's name. So, but Raleigh says, because of the hostilities, go to Chesapeake Bay. Well, for some reason which nobody can really figure out, the sailors who took them dumped them off in Roanoke and left. This, and what they gone. think was they wanted to chase Spanish galleons for the treasure, you know, to chase down these ships. So they thought this was just sort of this annoying part of their trip that they had to drop these people off, basically. So they got to Roanoke and thought, well, they've been here before, so here you go. So, of course, they disembarked on Roanoke on... 1587, so this is two years after the first colony. Well, I don't know if I can call it a colony. It was a settlement of some kind. And so they start to have the same problems of, of food. They didn't seem to have as much friction with the local people as the first one did. So they tell Governor Lane, I mean Governor White, sorry, John White, they say go back to England because we need help. 
We need resupplies. Remember this, there's no internet. (laughs) No internet. And that's, you know, that's not a short voyage. No. And that's a lot of mouths to feed. Exactly. So they say, go back to England. We need help. We need reinforcements. Well, not reinforcements. They weren't at war, but we need resupplies. And White reluctantly goes, because remember, he's leaving behind his daughter, who was pregnant at the time, so his potential grandchild and his son-in-law, and no one knows what's going to happen to him. So in what I describe as a series of unfortunate events, <laughs> it starts to unroll from this. It goes back to England. Well, in 1588, they get wind of the Spanish Armada. So Queen Elizabeth says, no ships are going to leave England because we might need you to help fight. So that's one year they can't resupply. 1589, say the same thing. But we're going to count, have a counter armada to Spain. So I don't want any ships leaving England. Mm-hmm. So it's not until 1590 he finally gets permission to go back with resupplies. And this is when they go back and find the whole thing gone. So it's not, I mean, it, that makes it seem a lot less sudden um, than yes. now, what I've no, I had heard of or known. Right. And they, I mean, they could have disappeared shortly after they left. No one knows. No one really knows the time. That's about the best timeline that we have. The, they went back. And what's interesting, though, there's always these little things, you know, like if this would have just happened. Because um, when, they, when they started sailing, when they got toward Roanoke Island, there was a fire burning on it. Now, what people think now, it was just some Native Americans were on there, just had a fire. But they saw smoke, so they thought everything was okay. They thought, okay, we'll find them. And when they got to the island, they saw tracks, but there were no people. No one came to greet them. They were just sort of like, where is everybody? Um, so they walk in. And there had been a palisade, which is like a defensive fence mm-hmm. built around the settlement, which isn't that odd. So there, there was like building, there were still buildings and stuff. That yes, stuff because they pretty there. much went to the old, where the first settlement was. So there okay. were still some buildings in disrepair. There had been, but it looked like the houses had been taken down. And some trunks that they had, like with clothing and stuff, had, well, they say looted. But what they mean is, I think people had taken stuff out like they left in a hurry. But that was it. And then there was this, these cryptic words. Well, there's one sort of a half a word. So they noticed on a nearby tree, the letter C-R-O was, was carved into it. And then when they went and they saw the word on the palisade, one of the fence posts, someone had carved the word Croatoan. Now, these two things are what lead to the mystery. Okay. Because, but at the time... Governor White didn't think anything of it because he had told them, if you leave, give us a clue to where you might have gone. And there is a thing, there is a place called Croatoan Island. The Croatoan are also a Native American tribe. That's what I thought. That's what I'm hearing. So Right. And so Croatoan Island is north of Roanoke Island. And actually, these places are still there because today what was Croatoan Island is called Hatteras Island in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. So if you look, I spent a lot of time looking at a map with this. So if you look at a map, it's just north. Okay. And so... Like a walkable distance north? Yes, I think they could get there. They had boats, too, so they they had some boats. So they probably could have ferried stuff over if they had to, because remember, we're on an island here. And so 
he also said, if you're, if you're forced to leave under duress, put a Maltese cross, carve that somewhere, and then we'll know that this was forced. Well, they never found that. So he thought, oh, they just left and went to Croatoan Island. Let's go there. Okay, so far, so good. Well, what happens is a storm brews up, and they're forced to go back to England. Now, this is a common theme in this whole thing. For some reason, every time they sent someone to go look for them, something crazy would happen. Like one time they sent a couple of ships, and one of the ones, the anchor cable broke, so he had to return to England, and they never, because of storms. And, and this is a really whack, wild area. It, 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 when I looked at it on a map, I was like, why this place? Because it's mostly sand, so you can't really grow crops. Mm-hmm. And it's surrounded by these shallow waters and sand shoals. It's like you can't get a ship really close to resupply it. So it was very odd to me that they picked this place instead of going to Chesapeake Bay, which they were instructed to do. Well, in the second part, they were just sort of dumped off and left. So, <laughs> so they think that, you know, they're, so there they go. They're gone. And here we sit today, 436 years later, wondering where'd they go? And so, I mean, to have no corpse, no bodies, yes, no signs of fighting. Right. Like, they had to have moved themselves at that point, right? Yes. There, there's, uh, it's hard to deny that portion, is that they had to have moved. It's why I think they carved the name. I don't think... People have sort of ascribed paranormal things to this. I mean, the Croatoan were actual people. I mean, they weren't just making up a word. And uh, they were Algonquin-speaking. And, and so um, John Smith, who everyone may know, because remember, this predates Jamestown by like 22 years. So when John Smith goes to Virginia and they uh, establish Jamestown in 1607, he's actually captured by the, po- the Powhatan Indians who then explained to him or that he heard that they had gone and the the settlers had actually joined, not joined another tribe, but there were settlements not on Roanoke, but in other places that the, the, the two, uh, the chief described as having men in European dress. And then another one was, well, this other settlement has walled houses. So John Smith's thinking, I bet you, I bet you that might be them. So we have to explore that. Well, they tried, but they couldn't because of hostilities between all the tribes. Mm. So they never did get a chance to check out these areas that they claimed, the Powhatan claimed, had Europeans living in them. Um, so that's one part of oral history. But then about 1609, it's, it's back in England, someone declares that they were all massacred. That becomes the story. No one knows what the source of this was. It was just sort of, said (laughs) that narrative that we've i mean that's the narrative that right i've known best for this is that oh they're most likely massacred or murdered right and and, you know moved away from that that's what i think and what happens is there are in 1603 there's another effort to look for them but i think after a while people gave up and i'm thinking what is governor white thinking i mean he never see his daughter again and actually virginia dare who some people might know she was the first uh, English baby born in the New World. <laughs> she kind of takes on this in the 20th century, late early 20th century. She kind of kind of took on this sort of status. It was kind of weird. 
So, um, yeah, you're, so they're gone. But in, what's interesting, there's a wrinkle in this story because in about 17, the early 1700s, a guy named John Lawson is exploring, at the time it was called Carolina. It wouldn't be partitioned until 1712. Like how you say Carolina, like it's like this very foreign thing. Like it's <laughs> Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. And so he run, he's making a study of the Hatteras people, named for Hatteras Island. Yeah. Who were actually the ans- their Croatoans were their ancestors. So they kind of came out of that. Well, the Hatteras start talking about, oh, yeah, we have, our ancestors were white, some of them. And they had gray eyes. And this sort of caught his attention. And they claim that some of them were descended from whites. So, of course, that would lead, because Croatoan Island was called, was Hatteras Island was called Croatoan Island. So that would lead, and it wasn't very far, so that would leave some to believe that they left and somehow assimilated with one of these tribes. Now, which one? It could have been the Hatteras. They claim they did. Um, but then another wrinkle in the story is that the massacre story, that comes up again. Because someone else said, "No, no, they were all massacred, and we I witnessed it one of the one of the natives said that, and so it's so you have these things happening, but there's no definitive proof exactly what happened, so it's become this tantalizing mystery that we've had, and I actually counted how many years four hundred and thirty six years ago wow that and so there's a lot of hypotheses of as you well imagine about what may have happened to them. I think it could be a mixture of some of the hypotheses. Most of the most scholars agree that they assimilated with with a tribe. I mean to me that makes the most sense. Yes. Um to not I feel like a massacre or a battle would leave some sort of traces. Um, right. Especially like a battle. Right. And this Lawson guy on Hatteras Island he found, you know, an English powder horn, he found a fort that had been built and so so yeah, I mean the English were good fort builders. So they, but I I keep thinking what you had to have been like you were on the moon. I mean, even looking at it today, it looks desolate. Can you imagine? I mean, and they, and if they would have gone inland, who knows how far they could have gotten before they maybe were killed? Yeah, that's I mean that's the thing, right? Um, with exploration at this time, because exploration, and I think we've mentioned before, it's not it's not a safe thing. <laughs> no, um, between. Um, just exploring being an issue itself, moving and having supplies. Right. Um, native tribes and groups that are reside in the area. Right. Um, whether they're warring or not, in this case, just from a war, also have a bad impression already yes. from the first group. Yes. If, I feel like if there was a war, we would have, or a battle, we would have known. Right. Or. We there had been some form of integration somehow, like right. the um, Native Americans would like take something from the settlement. Right, and one thing that this Lawson guy was he the first thing that really struck him was how much English influence there was on with these Hatteras people. Mm-hmm. Well, he was trying to figure out why that was, and so, and of course they could have been trying to make their way back to the Chesapeake Bay. And, of course, maybe they just landed on Hatteras Island and just stayed there. Because if they're running out of supplies, they would have probably just assimilated at some point. And, of course, that doesn't rule out 
that they all could have been killed somewhere. Maybe not in Roanoke. Maybe, maybe not in Hatteras either. Maybe they were still trying to make their way to the Chesapeake. I mean, that story did come out, um, and the, one of the theories is the Powhatan. They did make it back to the Chesapeake. Some of them in the Powhatan massacred them there because in retaliation for the British taking some of their tribes members hostage. So that's one of the theories. Um, one thing I didn't really realize that colonial Europeans, they knew that they had known stories of people who were taken out of those colonial societies and had been dropped sort of into Native American societies and they didn't want to go back. And so a lot of times they wouldn't reintegrate when the English came. They would just stay with the tribe they were with. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this in Western, you know, in the Western tribes too. Yep. So there's that theory that even by the time anybody got back, had maybe had contact with some of them, and they just, by that time, they had lived so long with a Native tribe that they didn't want to go back, and they were perfectly happy where they were, and, and, and not then, starving to death, which could be another thing. That That's where, I mean, starving and food and the, those basic human needs, those can make people do a lot of, a lot more crazy things than yes. integrate with people that already know how to get food and water and shelter. Especially in that area. Yeah. You're not going to drink the ocean. <laughs> you got to find fresh water somewhere. And I, I figure, I mean, that to me, that makes the most sense. You know, right. all, all the mysteries we've brought on to this show, that makes the most sense to me because right. why starve to death when right. there are people that are thriving here? Mm-hmm. And join them because apparently they probably sat there with bated breath for at least one year, yes, waiting for a ship to arrive. And they could have just given up, and that's why they left. Yeah, thinking they're never coming back, and we're stuck here, so we better figure out something quick. And integrating would be the easiest way. But the the thing is, because that sh- they came back like two years, three years after, right? That was when the uh, they were able to get yes, a vessel yes. back there. That's when they came back and they were gone. Were there further searches for anybody that was related? Because, I mean, there could be influence, but I would expect some people from that right. second settlement to still be around somewhere. Well, in that's a good question, and I think that adds to the mystery as well. I mean, there were some here and there, and the Jamestown settlers had heard stories. Of course, they weren't consistent. One was they were massacred. The other one is they assimilated. So, so they were like, mm, we don't know, and... and a couple of search parties went looking, and I think they even checked. I don't think I don't know if they checked Hatteras Island, but but it would seem like that would be the logical thing. That's what's so mysterious about this. Well, there could be that or the Spanish, because you mentioned they were in the area. Well, that's another theory that oh. the Spanish attacked them. Okay, and either killed them all, or took them away somewhere. Mm-hmm. That could be too. That's another theory. But that theory is a lot of these theories are. Yeah, they got some kernel to them, but on further inspection, they just seem to fall apart a little bit. Yeah, you'd expect some record somewhere if the Spanish did take them. Right, and and on, what's really funny, on Hatteras Island, and I just looked this up before we started this, there's a tree that has the word Cora carved into it. So, so some theories are that was the second stop, then they carved this Cora and then went inland and assimilated with the Cori tribe. C-O-R-E-E. Well, the problem with that is no one really knows how old the tree is. And for for since it's been there, it's been the series of all kinds of different stories. Like one said a witch carved the core on there. 
a witch named Cora. So, so, and they can't really date the tree because it's been struck by lightning several times. Oh, jeez. So that theory kind of falls apart, too. Huh. Probably the most interesting theory is something called the Dare Stones. The Dare Stones? Oh, dear. So Okay, well, let's go. Let's so dive in. The 1937, a guy found these stone, one stone uh, near the Chowan River, which is on the border of Virginia and North Carolina. And he, and so, uh, his name was Lewis Hammond. And he found this stone, and then there was an inscription on the stone that referred to a mass grave. And it had it had some other inscription on it, too, that sort of made it seem like it was from the Roanoke. So, of course, it sent this frenzy off looking for this grave, which they never found. But then they f- started finding other stones with more inscriptions on them. And what the stones are supposed to be are messages that were left for from Eleanor Dare to her father. And so... They claim on the stones that they left Roanoke, but then settled in an area in the Chattahoochee River Valley, which is near Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, get on a map and see. In, in, in this was unexplored terrain with black bears and panthers. I don't. I don't That's far. I, yeah, I don't see them. You'd have to go through what would be modern day North Carolina. Mm-hmm. South Carolina, and then into Georgia. Because that's basically crossing Appalachian mountains. Yeah, and you're. And like I said, at those days, there were wild animals like bears and stuff. They're still wild animals exactly. there. <laughs> exactly. They're more numerous. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that by 1941, the stones are basically declared a hoax. Okay. And they're all traced to this one stone cutter who probably initiated the hoax. But what really, again, like everything else we've discussed in this whole thing, there are 48 stones. Well, 47, they can prove our hoaxes. That first one, they can't. It's, it's been neither proven nor disproven that that came from the Roanoke. And maybe it did because it was found close to where. But, again, this whole thing is just has one, and I always say a series of unfortunate events, it's always because it seemed like whenever they were close to finding them, something would happen. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it, I, it, I know it's a very weird story. I, I always talk of Occam's razor. You know, the simplest explanation is probably the, the correct one that they assimilated. But even that has holes in it too, because you think someone would have said, hey, I'm from that, I'm from the law, you know, I don't think they referred to themselves as lost. I, But you think they would have referred to someone and said, we were, we were in Roanoke. Or someone um, someone who is already part of the Native tribes would be like, yes, there was a lot of English people around, something right. like that. And really the Hatteras, they could have been influenced by the English, but that doesn't mean someone assimilated with them. Yeah. They could have had... They could have had trading relations with them of some kind. And if they assimilated as well, you'd expect, you know, at some point, children. Right. Uh, but they but it. they did claim that some of their ancestors were white. So that mm-hmm. kind of okay, okay. puts that. So you have this huge mystery still that I don't know if it'll ever be solved. I mean, we've talked about this before, that some things are, we're so past mm-hmm. any evidence um, that I don't know how you would work to even solve it. I, I Someone asked me, I was talking to a colleague before this, and they said, what do you think happened, Scott? I said, how's this for a hedge? I think they moved, and then I think they got killed somewhere else, which could explain why you never heard of them again. That, that's a very simple explanation, too. And I, maybe I like that's one too. not all of them got, maybe some did assimilate mm-hmm. with, with very, maybe just a small number. 
Yeah, and you know, the deep further west they go, the less likely it would be to right. find somebody else who was actually looking for them. Right, and and or they, maybe some of them starved to death too. That what's funny is that never comes up, and I'm thinking, I wonder why because. If you look at those islands today, it doesn't look like it's a great place to have grown corn or something. I mean, they're just islands. Mm-hmm. And the outer banks are very treacherous for ships uh, off North Carolina. So, yeah, so that's, I guess that's what I would say. I think they were, and I think it's it's such a mystery because we, we're always known, you know, the, the pilgrims came here and they established Jamestown. No one disappeared. Well, I'm surprised no one didn't, quite frankly, in this Especially if you got in the, you know, you came and you didn't know the land. And what if tribes were warring with each other? You always had to be careful. Even once you got to know the land, you always had to be careful. Like if you gave one tribe guns or something or supplied them with something, how would the other tribe see it? Yep. Like now you were at war with them. So a lot of dancing going on here. And I think sending civilians, maybe that wasn't the smartest idea either. And I mean, that, that's the thing. Civilians are civilians. They're going, they're not going to have a military oath or hold or loyalty necessarily. They're right. just going to survive. That's what they do. Right. And all, and all those things could have happened. They could have dispersed. Maybe not all 112 people were together, like we were saying. They could have gone to different places. Maybe some died. Maybe some lived. And they just sort of blended right in. And after a while... If it's maybe there were no more stories about Roanoke, and so yeah. people didn't even know they came from there. I mean, people who had been born. I mean, yeah. And all we know is that R- Roanoke wasn't there anymore. That's nope. really it, all we really know. And that I mean, it really it really is mystery. I can't imagine showing up going, uh, weren't there weren't there like 120 people here? Where did they all go? <laughs> like, can you imagine you you show up to the library for work and just no one? And of here? course, this has been play for paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, American Horror Story, their sixth season was called Roanoke. And, and, uh, and of course, Stephen King refers to Roanoke in Storm of the Century, that TV miniseries. And so, yeah, so there's always been these stories. And, and where I, I actually saw it on History Channel on a, on, a story, on a show called The Unexplained, where they were saying, well, maybe Roanoke was haunted. Like this island in Mexico is supposedly haunted that's sort of off the... And I'm thinking, well, that's where I kind of got this idea from. Like, that's a good idea. question. Where, what did happen to them? Because people don't just vanish. But this is a, it's a big country. It's very. I mean, we're not even settled the country yet. That's why yeah. they're on the outer, on these little islands because they're not even there yet. So, whatever happened to them? You almost hope they were assimilated because, man, that'd be a massive, you know. And and, but you know, you come into a strange place and. So, you know, we, we've had mysteries galore for a few times. And this one, I mean, this, was, this one I'm not, like, baffled by. You know, right, right. Going right. It's not as baffling, really, I don't think. So where do you think we're going to be cruising through next time? What are we going to solve? Well, I don't know if it's much of a mystery, but it's kind of a mix of science and history. Okay. I thought I would talk about the 1916 shark attacks that occurred off New Jersey that were sort of the basis for the movie Jaws. Ooh. Okay. I did I did not know that was based on a real story at all. So, I'm looking forward Some to that. Some of it is. Oh, hey Scott, did you know that listeners can actually contact us now? They can. How can they do that? Yeah, they can just email us at um, historycruise@mykpl.info. 
Great. Also, like and subscribe on any of the platforms you find this podcast.